Welcome to Brightly Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we use our good and bad experiences, friendship, and passions to inspire thought-provoking conversation and soul-driven advice. This season, we'll travel from the fool's journey to the hero's adventure to better help you create a life worth living and step more brightly into yourself inch by inch. Oh my gosh, I did that in one breath. Hi, Amy. <laughs> I didn't notice. I, I it just felt like it just flowed. And I bet you ex- really noticed towards the end there. Huh? I was at the end. I was like, wow, miss that pause. You put a comma in there and you did not take it. <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you let me push back our recording by a couple of days. This is Sunday, Tracy. <laughs> this is hey, like a post in 12 hours Tracy you know what but Sunday uh you know what's that song oh that's a Sunday kind of love but I always think of like a Sunday person who's just like a laid back kind of chilling but then another kind of Sunday person is a oh my god it's Sunday and tomorrow's Monday and I'm not ready and what am I gonna wear oh the Sunday blues or the Sunday traumas what do they call it when you're like frozen because of what tomorrow because you don't want your week to start Sunday yeah. scaries. Oh, that's not what this episode's yeah. about. Please. No, it's us. not. <laughs> but before we go any further, you were supposed to tell me something you said. To each- so Tracy texted me. It was like, oh, ooh, I I have an update for you. I have to tell you about. And we always chat before we um, record. And I kept saying, what were you going to tell me about? She's like, no, I'm going to tell you during the show. Save, so save for the show. Me. Save for the show. Okay, so um, one of our OG listeners and my good friends, uh, Darcy, uh, she is a massage therapist and energy worker. I, uh, with my recent back surgery, I started, I just started seeing her. I'm going to see her bi-weekly for massages for two months. Nice. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, both cause I need the massage, but then also I get a little bit of like spiritual activation and energy work and she's just fun to hang out with. Um, but this, mo- this last time I saw her, I was like, what do you have coming up? Are there, cause she goes to shows and events. And I was like, oh, like yeah. I'm about to be freed upon the world and like able to start doing things and going places and freed upon it. the world. I just release the Tracy. <laughs> well, she's like, oh, this Saturday, we only have one session left. If you want it, it's yours. But me and these two other women, these two other energy workers are doing three on one healings. It's 30 minutes with three practitioners. Oh, my goodness. Oh, life transformed. Like, even did just you like, do that yesterday? That's what I did yesterday. I got the last remaining oh. session. I moved everything in my day. So sorry, Charlie, if you're listening, but like <laughs> I wanted, <laughs> I was like, I have to experience that. And she told me the price. And at first I was like, okay, I'll text you in the morning. Like you confirm the time. I'll text you in the morning if I'm interested. And it was a bit pricey. And so I was kind of trying to weigh, you know, but cost benefit analysis. And I'm already going to yeah. start seeing her every two weeks. And then I had reviewed a product on Amazon very nicely, but accurately. I really praised it, but it was not doing what I purchased it to do. And they reached out and said, hey, if you take out this and this from your review, we'll give you a full refund and you can keep it. And Amy, it was the exact price of the healing. I stop it right now. I mean, I could have used that money for a whole lot of other things, but I was like, oh, thank you. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll take it. More of that, please. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, but so in this healing, oh, so you set your intentions ahead of time and I told them, um, and you can share them if you want. So I told them half of them, right? Like some, I kept kind of secret, like a birthday wish. And just like, this is what I'll kind of cycle through during it. This is what I'll hold ownership of. Um, but then they knew a couple of them. Um, and I had no idea other than Darcy, what their specialties were, how they worked with each other. I just laid on this massage table under this blanket and was like, oh like dude <laughs> like full trust <laughs> um they and they just start putting like crystals and feathers and you know like they just started like working on me and talking with each other about what they were seeing and what they were feeling and any energy shifts that they felt um but so uh I all of a sudden in my head, Taylor Swift's It's Me, I'm the Problem, It's Me started playing as oh though I was hearing God. it. Not the first time. Like my brain, ever since I was a little kid, like I will wake up to music as though a radio alarm clock were sounding and it's not. So now I just look up the lyrics of the song and be like, do I need to do anything with this today or is it an earworm? <laughs> but so it just started playing. And then right when I was like, oh God, Taylor, uh, not now. <laughs> Darcy goes, I just keep getting this picture of a mirror. And she's, I don't really know what it's about. Is anybody else getting anything with that? Uh, and so they were kind of talking and trying, you know, um, and I was like, um, well, I have something. <laughs> it's in the song, right? It's in the song. Um, yeah. And one of the the things I intentions I was keeping to myself was how can I get out of my own way? Wow. And so one of the healers, um, she said, she, she's like, I'm not saying you're a narcissist, but do you know the story of narcissists mm -hmm. and the, looking in the reflection in their mirror in the stillness and not really seeing what's going on around them, right? Um, but in a sense, you know, the, when you, when you, I don't know if she called him a, a demigod, which maybe he was, I mean, it is a Greek myth. Um, yeah, but like he was, he yeah. falls into the lake and drowns is how I re remember it. Right. So he's quite, well, he's reborn as the flower. Oh, and then reborn. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the whole story. But so he kind of, you know, got in his own way by kind of getting stuck staring at himself and, and in, in that myth, it, you know, it, the, what the myth is teaching you is, you know, like about pride, I would imagine, or don't get caught up. And she's, she's like, that's not what this is about. It's more no. like, just like getting stuck in a moment. Right. Yeah. But um, she was like, where are you feeling this right now? And how would you name the emotion? Um, and I named it as fear. And oh. she said, we need to alchemize that fear into excitement because it's the same frequency or energy just flipped. Okay. I haven't heard it worded like that, but I have heard people say fear is just like, like, wait excitement that fear is just like excitement it's just a little bit different but the fact that this person used the term alchemize that's just we've had alchemy come up far too often this oh weekend. so much this weekend <laughs> but so you know the example she gave was you know we have a local amusement park with at the time it was built the tallest roller coaster drop at the time <sighs> And she said, let's say we're in the car together. And I say, we're going to Valley Fair and we're going to ride the wild. You know, here I could be like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like, oh, you know, like what an opportunity. Right. And you can be in the passenger seat going, 
oh my God, I'm so scared right now. I don't want to go in the wild, right? And that mm-hmm. it's, we're both about to have the same experience with the same outcome. Yes. Right? Like 99.9% of the time you're safe at an amusement park. And so how can you alchemize that fear that's blocking you and stopping you and keeping you in your own way into an excitement so that you can kind of more open the door? And so she said, you know, usually with something like this, I see or I get kind of two um, uh, options, right? Like action or stillness. Uh, And she's like, but what I'm getting for you is, you know, sit in stillness for your answers. I was like, oh, that's so uncomfortable for me. I'm always, I do take action. (laughs) And so with the stillness and some other things that they started saying were exactly like, like you just talked about how alchemy keeps popping up for us. You know, there's a couple of different things that keep coming up for me in different books I'm reading. So it's not just like AI catching on that. I'm like listening to stuff, different audiobooks, podcasts, TV shows, all sorts of things. Some of the same messages of stuff that I've been struggling with for years. And after that healing session and some of the cards that they drew for me and um, all this other stuff, like I just kept coming back to like, what do I keep telling myself that keeps me here? Wow. What am what what do I keep telling myself? Because there's clearly, whether you want to call it a limiting belief or um, a false narrative or a label or whatever. I'm I'm going to reframe it or speak about it in a way that just continues the conversation we've been having, which is what are the myths we keep telling ourselves? M-Y-T-H-S. What are the myths? Um, because myths aren't just stories from the past that have attained status. It's not just those Greek gods and goddesses and, you know, other, other uh, stories we've kind of talked about. Um, but they're widely held, but false beliefs or ideas is another definition. Yeah. And they often miss whether false or otherwise justify existing structures. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we look you at- just hate to hear that because then you're like, oh, dang it. Well, because another way, and I don't like this word because sometimes this word does should apply, but what are the excuses you keep telling yourself? Yeah, a little bit different, but you're right. That that it that sort of hits home. That reminds me of when people say, "Okay, you say you can't do it, but what if you change that can't to a won't? I won't do it." And then it's like this mantle of responsibility is thrown over your own shoulders, right? And not so if if it's an excuse, that means it's we've created it. But I love how you just changed one word Because also that's something that for me, you know, in the world of like weight loss and dieting or even just changing, like for me, changing from being a meat eater to being plant-based and Mm -hmm. to veganism was instead of telling myself or other people, I can't eat it because that's not true. It won't kill me. I can. I say, I won't eat that. Um, And it just gives you so much more personal freedom because it's a choice, right? Like I took this accountability and it's mine and yeah, I won't do that. Mm -hmm. And how funny that just in a different way, that accountability is painful and a harsh truth when you're like, yeah, when you switch from, I can't do that to, I won't do that. (laughs) I won't do that. I I won't write that book. Nope. (laughs) 
Oh my God, Amy! <laughs> How many? I, I think everybody I've ever been talked to or been talked to, I've been friends with or talked to. <laughs> I, I, I know so many people who it's in their heart that someday they want to write some sort of book, even a cookbook, fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Yeah. Like it's in their heart that they want to yeah. be published or that they have yeah. a story, they have knowledge or information they want to share. And so many of them have not. And so many, oh, I just, I can't do that right now or I can't, but oh my God, like the pain and tears that would come if I switched it to, I won't write like that inner argument. I won't write a book. That's a heavy thing to hold. I won't. And that really, the first time I heard that, it made me so mad because I was angry because then it was my, it was on me. When you get so defensive, outside you do get defensive, and if you don't, if you don't, if you're like, huh, I won't write, then then that's not your goal, right? That's that's a truth you needed to hear too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, I just got defensive when you said the first time you're like, I won't write a book. I was like, don't tell me what I won't do. (laughs) See, and so, I mean, some of those same friends are the same people I get really frustrated with um, because they're just so busy um to to hang out or oh we'll get together when or oh I want to read this or oh I want to watch that and they don't and I am a firm believer in you make time for the things that matter to you and uh when it comes to those bigger goals or those things for me it's not lack of time it's lack of energy and how much am I willing to go into the negative or steal from other you know what other phases of life can Tracy struggle in so that I can achieve this other goal? Sometimes it's not uh, an equation I'm willing to do. do. <laughs> I think I just had a little mini revelation when you said, because I know for you it's it's the lack of energy and d- you only have so much. And so where do you have to put it or need to put it? But something that just came to me was I it's it's not a lack of energy or sometimes it's a lack of time, but not usually I can find the time. It's, I think I have to pay for it in advance. And so I pay for it by making sure the laundry's done, cleaning the house, making sure- You have to earn it. I have to earn it. And I don't, I think that's a myth that I must tell myself that I have to earn it. And that actually just came to me right now. But the minute you were talking, I was like, oh shit earn it. Oh man, I couldn't, I don't do that because in my head, the laundry, when I need clothes, I will acquire clothes somehow. I will either find the time or energy to do that or I will purchase more. I, as you know, I'm currently without a dryer and because of my back, I can't carry laundry baskets of clothing to the laundromat, right? And uh, as I learned, oh my gosh, way, I should pick up your clothes and take no, them no, to no, the no, no. I should you. purchase a dryer. This oh. is two different <laughs> issues. <laughs> but I learned the hard way that first week where I was like, I can just air dry stuff for a week or two. I'm not going to rearrange my life trying to pick a dryer, pay for it, get it, get it installed. Right? Like, I have some other stuff going on. I will just deal with the inconvenience because I know I need clothes. So at some point, I will just buck up and figure it out. I learned the hard way. You can't air dry towels in your house. And Amy, do you know what I did last weekend? Uh, when I finally ran out of uh, hand towels and washcloths, I just asked Amazon to send me some. 
<laughs> like, we're just gonna fingers cross these are clean enough to deal with for a week because I just need a couple more days just a few things cross off my list before I dive into this dryer business or my dad just takes over for me one or the other will happen <laughs> but yeah so I will I to me I don't have to earn anything because when I want to eat I will hand wash a fork right like maybe I won't stop and do every single dish but the dishes that need to get done would get done in that moment so it's so interesting to me that you're like oh I have to earn this time to to work, right? Yeah, like, but here is, this to... whole time, I didn't realize that's what I thought. So, but, but it I mean, became clear that that's what I would do. So, what would you alchemize that into instead? Oh, what would I, what would, how would I do that? I don't know, Tracy. Well, you don't have to I, know right now. Thank but you. So, I mean, okay, so I'll I'll jump ahead a little bit or back. So I rewatched or not rewatched. Uh so at this top of the year when we decided we're gonna start talking about myth in different ways and you wanted to do the writer's journey or the hero heroine's okay. journey, I was like, Oh, I have the power of myth and I've never actually watched it or right, like let's watch it. So I had thought I had watched like fifty percent plus of the episodes um i went into my amazon prime queue today and i was still 25 minutes away from the end of episode two <laughs> which based on the amount of notes i took in episode one and the first half of episode two truly shocking i should be more than 70 percent done just from how much i've dictated of what joseph campbell already has recorded somewhere <laughs> but when they talk about myth they were talking about at the end of episode two how do you live without myth um in a sense like our current environment is changing too fast to become mythologized because of technology and industrialization and all that oh, how interesting it's yeah. harder for modern day myths to emerge i think yeah. they still are but they're yeah. not as ubiquitous they're not as long-standing and it also makes sure or it's part of the reason why there's so many different subsets that are just clinging and holding on to really old myths because they don't have any new ones to replace with it, right? And uh, what challenges that presents in your life or in the life of society when like what were the virtues of 50 years ago are now the vices of today or, you know, the vices of, you know, virtues and vices are kind of flip-flopping. But anyways, so they were talking about the number of purposes that myths serve. And so when we talk about like the myths we tell ourselves, I thought a lot of these are really beautiful ways to kind of like think about how we can change the narrative of what we tell ourselves. So the um, I'm going to start from the bottom and work up because the top one is like a series of shows in and of itself. <laughs> so the first um, purpose that a myth serves is a pedagogical. Pedagogical. Oh, I said it right earlier today. Pedagogical function. So how to live a human lifetime under any circumstances. Myth can tell you that. So on the one hand, I feel like that's how you give yourself grace is your current myth has helped you figure out how to live a human lifetime given your current circumstance. Yeah. So we talked about in the last episode, Myth of Self, how a lot of our personalities and identities were things that we subconsciously or consciously chose at like 10 12 years old yeah and not realizing it was a choice and that we can change it again right we just stuck with and i think that's the same for the myth 
you know, I just want to go back to the last episode and thank you because my entire week has been nothing but who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And have then you, have you got and an then answer? I happen to, well, maybe, <laughs> but not anything I'm willing to share just yet. So a couple of things came through loud and clear that I was like, are you sure? Like that seems way too big. Um, you, know but you yeah, ask yourself a question and then you're like, really? Not that, <laughs> not that. No. And then all of a sudden, like I'll hear a commercial for, you know, one of the uh, CSIs, the who are you? Who, who, who? <laughs> you don't, you know that song? No. Okay. Never mind. I will look it up. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. But so, so yeah. Yeah. So your new miss should be about a more uplifting way to live your human lifetime. I love that it's human lifetime under the circumstances you're in. Does that mean I get to create my own myth? Yeah. Oh, so like if your if your old myth was I have to earn free time or even that writing a book is free time. Like if it's a goal, if it's something that's going to bring you something and positive, that doesn't sound like a free time activity, right? Like that that sounds like something you absolutely should be pursuing and carving out time for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So the other one we kind of, I've kind of touched on, but there's the sociological. So it's validating or maintaining a certain society. So again, your inner myth is validating or maintaining your current status quo. And that's why we get defensive with like that can't versus won't is because you have a status quo on you. And even if you're incredibly unhappy with what it's doing in your life, sometimes the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't right? Change is hard. Yes. Yeah. Even though I love change. Well, we love the change. We implement ourselves. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we get into the more like, oh, esoteric, like really like lofty ones. So there's a cosmological aspect of myth. Seeing mystery as it manifests through all things, the universe becomes, as it were, a holy picture. You are always addressed to the transcendent mystery through that. I think I may always addressed to the transcendent mystery through that but so or okay i don't know rest maybe maybe Uh, i don't because i'm not reading them this was from my notes app so i don't know what i was trying to say but you are always with the transcendent mystery through that and then the number or the the first reason he gives for the purpose that miss serves uh joseph campbell is opening the world to the dimension of mystery the mystery that underlies all forms I love that. And so I don't know when we think about like these myths we tell ourselves like, yeah, we have some of these ones we talked about that are like the labels, narratives, broken promises, you know, can't do it alone. I'm so stupid. I can never do it. Once I do X, my life will be amazing. Right. Like once I lose weight, I'll suddenly be extroverted. I'll suddenly want to go dancing all the time and I'll be fantastic at it. Right. Like it's just the weight that's prevented me from living this great life I want. There's absolutely nothing else in, in my life preventing me, right? Like um, my past prevents me from X, Y, Z. Uh, there's only one person, perfect person for me, right? Like there's all these things that uh, I'm running out of time. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, love will save me, right? Like there's all those that we need to correct, right? We need to 
I mean, that shadow work aspect, right? Like, okay, I'm telling myself this. How can I flip it? So, you know, like they said for me, like, how can we turn that fear to excitement, right? Just like find the similar but underlying frequency. But then I think there's all these myths we could start telling ourselves that like bring that mystery and wonder and cosmos back into it. You have my full attention, Tracy. (laughs) You always have my full attention. But the that like good myths that we could tell ourselves, then I'm like, oh, so not only do I, could I just flip this other myth, I could create this whole brand new one that is life affirming and exciting and exhilarating. Yeah. So for me, it's not. So my one about like luck follows me and believing I'm a lucky person. Yeah. Never because I once thought I was unlucky and was like, oh, just change your narrative. I have just always in my head been like, oh, you're really lucky. Like, oh, I'm so thinking, you know, like even like you said, there's some health stuff I'm going through right now that everyone is always like, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I was like, oh, my God, didn't I just tell you like all the amazing like clinicians and like like all these doors that are opening for me and all these Mm -hmm. referrals I got like, wow. And I think in my head, there's just certain aspects of my life I don't have a choice over, right? Like we talked about it last episode, right? Like some things you just accept, like if you took it out of your past, you wouldn't be you anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. There's just some stuff. Yeah. I just don't even think like, oh, why me? And instead I'm just like, uh, with the flip side of it, why not me? Why should I not get this referral? I have some good myths as well, but they're not, it's like, they're just good to a certain extent and then not beyond. Like I always am like, Oh, yeah. I always people always gift me blah, blah, X, Y, Z, or I always get what I need when it comes to this thing, but not all encompassing. No, no, that would be too much. Well, that's I think that is like the whole like church thing, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you can't you can't have too much. Um, But But so that's another thing where I think I have an opportunity to change those around as well. Like I, so because I have the proof of concept with this one thing, I can expand it to other things and say, see how this happens? This too will happen. Well, and I think I just, there's like that underlying abundance versus scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, and it's all- I just want to clarify when we say abundance, we don't mean money. It, money can be a part of it, but abundance is many other things. Yeah. there's it, uh, Having an abundance mindset is uh, the person you have a crush on is now in a loving relationship with somebody else. And the abundance mindset is there is love out there for me too. Right. Whereas a scarcity mindset 100%. is I've yes. lost my person. I have to yes. wait for this person or this, the, the, his paramour stole them from me. Right. No, yeah. there is love out there for me. Um, so mm-hmm. most of, most of mine that are, you know, kind of more in the cosmos, like there's that one on TikTok where it's like, be delusional. Oh, I love like, that. Like that's the mind frame. Just be delusional. Like but I just want to ask loves you. Me. Everybody needs me. I'm the best at everything. Right. Like, okay. But how was it easy or hard for you to come up with delusional things? Because I definitely had to work 
up to like delusional statements. What did you get the, to? Well, now I can't remember. I wrote them down, but I think like I started out with like, oh, I've finished my book and I've published my book. And then I went, that's not delusional, Amy. You're literally on the trajectory for this. That's not delusional. So then I think I, oh, I think I know what I did get to. I got to a TV series has been made from my book like that. And so to me, that did seem delusional. But even that's not delusional. I don't know. So it's just dawning on me that I've always been delusional because <laughs> I don't. And in, in a lot of the areas that you've been willing to share about yourself, I don't have mental caps on. Like in my head, if I were to write a book, there's already the HBO limited TV series deal built into that being, book being published. Like so, that's part of part of me not pursuing certain ideas is like, oh God, I just know what this will snowball into and we don't have the time for that yet. Right. Like I love I'm that. already like there's a I lot think, of stuff. I used to I think when I was a kid, I was really good at that. Like I saw myself. And this is probably, I mean, hopefully everyone still knows who Johnny Carson was. I was devastated when Johnny Carson actually retired because then I was like, I won't I be on the Johnny show. Carson show. <laughs> what? Because in my head as a kid, it was like, I wasn't sure why I was going to be on the show, but I just knew I was like, of course I'm going to be on that show. Yeah. Like for me, the only reason why I'm not giving interviews as like a top 10 published book author and appearing at pen pals for Hennepin County Library for out of the goodness of my heart as a former employee <laughs> is because I haven't sat down and written the book yet. It's not because my book would never be good enough. It's because I haven't taken the time to write the book. I love oh. your brain so much. Well, but then there's <laughs> other things where it's more socializing and relationships where I am far too honest and the opposite of delusional and very limiting um, where I won't even swipe right on someone. So be like, Oh God, they wouldn't like me. Oh, we would not get along. Like, yes, they're a fabulous and wonderful person, but like, Oh, why waste his time? Right? Like, so there's, oh there's my areas. And so I just signed up to be a part of um, Shannon Quinn's romance reset or something like that course. Yeah, I love, I love uh, her. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I, I don't know. I, I'll have to talk to her about what I can share. So you might not ever hear about this right. from me don't again share, until after I, it you goes. You don't have to share anything there, but I would, anyone who's listening, go look Shannon Quinn up on TikTok. I don't know how much she's doing on Instagram these days. She used to, she's but there too. yeah, but for sure TikTok. But, um, uh, you know, I was talking to her. I was like, yeah, I, what drew me to this was one, no false promises. You're not telling me that by doing this, the next man I date will be my husband. Because that's not what I'm looking for. Um, as I shared with you before the show, I just recently fired my therapist and <laughs> wasn't super honest with her about why. But she wasn't pushing me in areas where I'm clearly limiting myself, right? Where there's clearly a, a belief or a, a myth, something there. Um, and what Shannon's working on is I told her, I was like, you know, there's certain things in my life that I just think about them and they happen, right? That like, I find a job I want and I make it happen. Yeah. Um, and where if I get rejected in a certain area, I'm not even bummed. It's not even a speed bump because I fully believe like, oh, that's just not meant for me, but clearly I'm interested in something similar. Let's go pursue whatever that is. Right. But then there's other things like love and friendship and all that where it's just become super challenging and I can't seem to figure it out on my own and I can't manifest it. And she's like, yeah, because there was something that was 
inscribed in you as a child, right? So back to like self-limiting beliefs and shadow work and all this stuff. But like there was something in an experience that you had as a child and it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. But like it just made you think you can't do that, right? That like that's not there for you. And I think that's why as we do this shadow work and discover self-limiting beliefs and realize the myths and the lies we're telling ourselves that like we re-script them. So one of my favorite ones uh, or one of the ones I go through, not necessarily that I'm running out of time. That's the best description of it. But just that like for me, maybe oh, you're missing on opportunities or, you know, if you think about the timeline of your life, like, oh, like you're really limiting um, opportunities by the inaction you're taking now kind of a thing. And I so love TikTok. And I mean, this is probably like 98% Abraham Hicks, if I'm going to be honest, but that whole, you can't miss what's meant for you. You are exactly where you are meant to be. You are the creator of your world. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I feel so much better now. Right. Like I can't miss what's meant for me. Mm -hmm. If that crush was like, like my lover and and like the best love story of all time and like books and movies to be written about it and myths to be developed he would be interested in talking to me (laughs) (laughs) you're telling you're telling yourself tracy that just like this guy who's shown zero interest in you though plenty of opportunity to could be your one no no the one is interested in you. Go find it and you're fine. <laughs> right? So like that's the thing that like you just get so wrapped up in that scarcity mindset <sighs> or that you just want the gold done already, right? Like do you just want to have a book published or do you want to have your book and a terrific book published? Because I guarantee you I could write something this weekend and it would be trash, right? Like <laughs> be no well, HBO miniseries think- about it. Yeah. But <laughs> well, sometimes trash is really good for miniseries. <laughs> um, uh I think, too, something that I had to come to grips with, come to grips with, that sounds so dramatic, but but what I realized was I like the process of writing, of coming up with ideas, of sketching out characters, of dialogue. Like, I love that. And for the longest time, I think I was looking at it like, I can't wait for this to be done so it can just be published. And, and that's sort of like saying, I, I, can't, I, I don't know. I can remember one time Rick, Rick said, he goes, I realize how this sounds, but sometimes, and this is when Nathan was like five, he goes, sometimes I just wish he was 40. And you know, like the hard part is done. Yeah. Just like has his own family grown. We have grandchildren, whatever. God, you, you guys know. are still like 20 years from that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he understood that no, it's the journey. And yeah. we talk about that so much that it's the journey. Um, and so once I realized that I actually like the process of it, it did become easier, even though I still feel like I have to pay for that time. But I'm going to flip that script. <laughs> well, and maybe then part part of the process is scripting the full myth. So not just the lie that you tell yourself or like the thing you're going to do, but like 
crafting, writing the story of your life in such an, like, because myths are meant to be inspiring and informative, right? To help Mm -hmm. lead you to make better choices, to help illustrate what will happen if you don't do X, but what will happen if you do or vice versa, right? And so, like, maybe, like, let's say your goal is writing a book, like, having that full myth of what your life would be like once it's published, what that television show would look like, what the movie would look like, how many book deals uh, for the rest of the series you would get, how many movies will be produced, how many people will be touched, right? And then that way, when you think about whether or not you're going to write, you recognizing like, oh, if I don't do this, how many people will not get to hear this great story, right? Like what actress will miss out on her big ingenue debut because my story didn't go to print. And hopefully that instead of terrifying you, you can, you know, move from fear to excitement. But no, also that, that is exciting. But there's a part of me, too, that's like, can you actually write a story good enough for that where people would miss out on it if they didn't read it? So you have to it, believe the myth that you tell another yourself. Myth. That's another yeah. myth that I tell but, myself. <laughs> I think part of that, too, then, is recognizing when you don't have the time or the energy, like, you're not going to sit down and write the entire book in one sitting, right? And one of the best tips that I got when thinking about doing NaNoWriMo was that researching a book is part of writing time. Learning how to be a better storyteller is part of writing time. Practicing writing a short story and not, like, this big idea that you have is part of your writing time, right? So, like, you can look for these small moments that will make it easier or better for you to write that, you know, page turner of a bestseller, right? No, absolutely. And I think that this can translate to lots of things in people's lives that you don't have to look at the complete thing. You can look at the little chunks of completions that were taken or need to be taken or you want to take to get there. Yeah, but you have to... There's a mythology to your life, right? Like we talked about in the last episode, what what would your obituary say or, yeah. you know, at the end of season two, the and, mosaic of your life, right? Like yeah. what's that picture? What do you want it to look like? And then what are the values, virtues, lessons that you can pull from that to help you make better choices, more affirming choices? If you choices? have had challenges in your life, what things can you pull from those challenges to help? Yeah, because that's a part of the forward. myth too. Right. Absolutely. There's inherent challenges in myth. Yes. And it's otherwise it'd be a boring ass. I was just going to say that's a boring story. No one's going to listen to that (laughs) PBS special. (laughs) Well, hopefully everyone out there, you one person out there, whoever out there listened to this (laughs) and got something out of it. We love it that you're here, that you're with us on this journey. Um, If you've got some time, give us a rate or review. Um, You can reach us via Instagram and YouTube under The Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we hope you have a bright and beautiful day.